everybody. Welcome to the Dream Life Podcast. I'm Tiffany Paul. I'm a mom, wife, and entrepreneur, and of course, dreamer. Join me here each week to have conversations about what it means to create the life of your dreams. To me, a dream life is about so much more than just the stuff we have or the things we've accomplished or achieved. It's really about a feeling. It's about creating a life that we love living. And I do think it's possible to enjoy the journey on our way to these big dreams we have for ourselves. Why wait? But I also know it isn't easy. So join me here each week to talk about it. I'll be sharing the ups and the downs of creating a dream life. Get ready to get real, dream big, and feel good. This is the Dream Life Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Dream Life Podcast. So today I'm going to give you my thoughts on when to quit your day job. That is, if you have a side hustle that you are looking to move into full time or maybe making that career pivot. And it's really quite simple and maybe a little unconventional. But my advice is that you quit your day job when you can no longer take it anymore. And I know there's all this advice out there about you know, saving up six months of spending or waiting until your business can match your current salary. And the reality is, as someone who made six figures in her corporate job, it was going to be a long time until I could pull out six figures from my small business. So that advice just didn't resonate for me. And at the same time, bringing out six months of emergency savings, it just wasn't enough. Running a business is risky. And so my advice is a little bit different. It's to limit your overhead in your life and quit when you can no longer take it. You may need to get a part-time job or a supplemental source of income. But for me, it was so freeing to my soul to quit when I could no longer take it. I remember where it kind of clicked for me. It was in a moment in therapy where I was just, you know, like kind of triggered by something my manager has said and just miserable in my job. And, you know, it had progressively gotten worse and worse where I would just find myself you know, breaking down in tears for no reason at all, like over-exaggerated emotions. But, you know, they were real to me. And that's because, put to put it simply, it was like my soul was dying. And I remember telling my husband, I just feel like I'm betraying myself by staying in this job. But for me, it was the desire on my heart was to leave for my business. So it wasn't a matter of looking for another job that was maybe less taxing on me. And for me, I didn't really want to take that risk. Like, what if I put all this effort into getting another job and I hated it just as much or the manager was still as you know hard to deal with? And so I was in my therapist's office just crying about this situation and I just felt so obligated to stay at my job because I made such good money, because I did have such good work-life balance, I was able to do the business, I was able to be a good mom, a good wife, but I just still like mentally, emotionally couldn't handle it. It felt like a jail cell. It just felt like I couldn't be myself. It felt like I wasn't valued. It felt like I wasn't seen. And I'd been there for 10 years. I had been there five of the 10 years with my side hustle. So I kind of put in that time of doing both. It's not like it was just one year in and I was out. 
But my therapist told me, you know, you don't have to stay. And I remember her saying that and just like the clarity that brought to me like, oh, you're right. I don't have to stay. You know, on paper, you know, having two young kids and making that salary and living in Southern California and obviously needing that money to pay our bills, it very much felt like I had to stay. And anytime you kind of feel like you have to do something or you're trapped, it can make it all the worse, you know? And so I, you know, made the decision in that moment, you know, I would put together a plan. I said six months from now I would leave. And just having that light at the end of the tunnel, it helped me. You know, so if you're at that point where you just can't take it anymore, it doesn't mean that you need to quit that day and that hour, but you can give yourself that deadline that you know you're leaving. And so that's what I did. And then I used those six months to save up as much money as I can to downsize our entire life. We went to um, less expensive car payments. We downsized our house. We canceled everything extra, like my massage envy (laughs) membership. I remember going in and she was like, are you sure you just don't want to put it on hold? And I'm like, no, I am quitting my job. Like, nope, I don't want to put it on hold. And so canceling all the extra things, we really just um, brought down our monthly expenses. Um, We switched out into a different Montessori school for our kids and, um, you know, cut back on date nights and childcare, things like that. So, um, I used those six months to save and and downsize my life so that I could, you know, quit on a whim. It felt like I was quitting on a whim, even though I was actually using six months to kind of prepare my life. And so if you are looking to get a job, maybe those six months is spent applying for another job. But just knowing that there's a light at the end of the tunnel is helpful. So even though I guess it's unconventional, it's quite... I think rational, logical, but I will say this because it was kind of done in a hurry and because I had to very quickly fill a gap of a very large amount of monthly income, it was stressful. And then, you know, just six months later or so, like the pandemic came and crashed everything down. So I've shared in this podcast how kind of taking that leap and expecting that worst case scenario would be like I couldn't pull a salary from my business. That really came true, like and actually worse because like my revenue came to zero because the pandemic had halted travel, which was the industry that current business was in. And so not only did I not have a salary to pull from to support my family, I didn't even have money to continue operating the business. A lot of my cash was tied up in inventory as I had forecasted it would be selling. And so it was worse than worst case scenario. And sometimes I look back and I, I, you know, there's a part of me that regrets that I left because I would have been safe if I had kept that job and had that safety net during this whole crazy time. I think of all the pain and suffering I had to endure seeing that business completely crash and my dreams of becoming like a financially free, you know, entrepreneur come falling down. But at the same time, I've been open here on this podcast about how being at that lowest of lows and that rock bottom moment really forced me to look within and find the power that I hold by simply being me and not relying on my job title and my six-figure salary or a successful business to make me feel good enough. 
And so I'm so thankful that I had that lesson. But to be honest, I'm not like completely out the other side. I'm still very much closer to the pain and suffering of that experience. (laughs) It was very traumatic, very painful. And it's hard to say, oh, sure, I would do it all again because it was so painful and hard for me. And so if you have an option to keep your day job and you're doing okay, even if you don't love your day job or your boss or what you're doing, I would say if you can stick with it, do it because having that safety net not only literally saves you in a crisis like this past year was, it allows so much more freedom and flexibility to play and create within your business without stressing over the revenue and profit and sales and all of that. And so there are definitely days where I miss that safety net, that feeling of safety where I can just breathe. And I feel like this past two years since I've left now, it's been two years, and it's been a lot of white knuckling it. It's been a lot of stress. It's been a lot of wondering if I'll make it and a lot of pain. And so I don't regret leaving, but I want to offer this advice if it resonates for you and just know that if you can't take it anymore, plan your exit date and get out. And you don't have to wait until your business is meeting your salary. There's other ways you can downsize your monthly bills to make it work. You can also get, you know, part-time jobs as a server, as a, you know, whatever it is. There's a million part-time jobs out there. And so there are other ways you can supplement your income. I did some consulting here and there to help make up for that gap. And so if you want to take the leap, take the leap. But know that the leap is more risky It can, it's like a sink or swim situation, but you grow a lot. You transform a lot. It's literally walking through fire and hoping that you get out the other side. (laughs) And I, I feel like I am through the fire, but it was a fucking painful walk versus if I had been able to stay in my current job the train, like the transition of just letting my business grow slowly would have been an equally successful path, maybe even more successful because I would have had more resources to put into my business. I would have been more relaxed and calm and creative and able to solve problems and hire support, whatever it is, maybe even more supportive. But at the end of the day, I make decisions for my soul and my heart. And I have always put myself and my well-being first. The other analogy my therapist used in that session where she talked about people who are in abusive relationships and how it's like this bell curve. And so on this curve of when the person who's being abused finally leaves the relationship, it takes time, right? Like the first time it happens, you're like, oh, I can handle this. The second time it happens, You know, they bring you flowers and they say sorry and okay. And then it happens again and they promise it's never going to happen again. And then it happens again. And then you're like, well, I probably overreacted or maybe I deserved it. And you keep rationalizing why this unhealthy relationship is okay until finally one day you get to the point where you're like, enough is enough. And you leave. You leave the relationship. And it's the same thing with, with my job or with your job. 
it, if it's feeling like an unhealthy environment for you, abusive might be a little far off. If it is abusive, you should probably leave now. But if it is an unhealthy environment just because of either the culture or just the fact that it's not a good fit for your well-being and your soul and who you are, you know, you you might be on that curve. And so it's just a matter of when you hit that spot where you say enough is enough. But I just want you to know that it's available to you. I needed somebody else to tell me it was okay to leave the relationship because I had the golden handcuffs. I had all the amazing benefits and the stability and the company car and the phone subsidy and the whatever, working from home. I had a lot of really good things going for me that I had told myself I couldn't leave. But the reality is it was time to go. And I can look back now and feel so thankful for all the lessons that I learned through walking through the gauntlet. Like literally, I thought I was strong going into this. And now I just think I'm growing into that next level person and I'm going to be like unstoppable. And I think all of us collectively, we have been through so much, whether you left your job, whether you got laid off, whether you had the same job, whether you've been home with the kids, this pandemic has forced us all to walk through the fire. We will all come out stronger on the other side. And so maybe a leap from your job is going to feel like nothing compared to what we just went through. The point is you are strong enough to figure it out. And when you are forced to sink or swim, you will figure out how to swim. If that means, like I said, getting going back and getting a job, getting a part-time job, like letting go of those extra expenses, whatever it is, you will figure it out. But it will be likely a more painful process. And so you have to decide, is it time to leave? Can you no longer take it anymore? Or do you have a few more months in you? Maybe a few more years. And the last thing I will offer for advice if anybody is struggling in their day job is that look for ways in which you can continue to challenge yourself in your job. Because if you're thinking about quitting, a lot safer bet is just to go to your manager or your team and say, I'm looking for a challenge or I'm interested in, you know, marketing. Can I, is there a way I can get involved in some sort of marketing project? Is there a way I can bring in, you know, this part of the business into my job? You know, I have some capacity. What project can I work on? And that can be counterintuitive when you're really checked out and you want to leave your job. But that was the only thing that got me through several years of not being happy at corporate America is that I remained challenged and you know involved in new projects to make the pain a little less and so by continuing to challenge yourself and work on new things it's going to make it a lot easier to stay and times are so uncertain these days that if you can stay I really do advise it until you can't take it anymore and then I say take the leap make a plan be smart about it doesn't have to be the most perfectly smart plan ever, but have a fucking plan. And just know that if it's a little ad hoc and on a whim like mine was, and then the pandemic follows, your plan might go to shit. And it might be really fucking hard. But you are strong enough and you will figure it out. Even if you try it and it fails, the fact that you tried it at all will just be peace of mind for your heart and soul. If I had stayed at that corporate job, I would probably be wondering this whole time, 
what it would have been like to be a solo entrepreneur and not having a boss and doing this whole thing. And now I've done it. And the first business on paper, I guess it failed, right? Because there's no revenue. It's starting to pick up again. And I think I've shared that I'm working out a licensing deal and kind of exiting out of that business. But even if it fails, you tried it. And I have so much peace in knowing that I tried it, that it makes it a little bit easier to just handle that the outcome wasn't what I wanted and what I dreamed of. And so I hope this advice is helpful for you. Anybody out there who has a a corporate job or a job at all that they just can't stand, just know that I see you. I've been you. Hold on. Make a plan if you're ready to leap and know that you are strong enough to survive this and create the life of your dreams. So keep on dreaming big. You got this. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you're enjoying it so far, could you do me a quick favor and write a review? Even if you're like the type of person that never writes reviews, it'll take like just one minute. Reviews really help out a new podcast like mine get visibility. And plus, I wanna hear what you think. In fact, if you screenshot your review and DM it to me on Instagram at dreamlifepodcast, I will give you a $10 credit towards my online sleep shop, thesleplife.com. And you can pick out something amazing to add to your bedtime routine as my way of saying thank you. So please write a review. Make sure you're subscribed so that you are notified each and every time a new episode drops. And don't forget, keep on dreaming big. You got this. you got this.